Welcome to the Momnificent Podcast. This is the place where we help parents live a happy, healthy life with their kids. We're going to show you how to connect with your child and help them even in their most difficult moments as we hear from experts in the field. I'm your host, Dr. Karin Jakubowski, an international speaker, public school principal, and former struggling student. The Momnificent Podcast equips parents with science-based strategies to help you live a happy, healthy life with your kids. Welcome. If you haven't heard, I'm running my second live course for six weeks, Tuesday nights, 7 to 8 p.m. Log on. Uh, Love to have you join us. You can register at the link below. And there are some testimonials from parents who uh, joined me in the fall where we launched it for the first time. Um, Maybe you can't join a live course right now, which I totally understand with everyone's schedule that can be extremely busy. So I recorded the course, which is also available on the link below if you'd rather just listen on your own time when you can, a few minutes here, a few minutes there. Um, I put this course together and parents have asked me to run it again, so I'm really excited. It's actually a lot of fun to run it live uh, week to week, hearing the impact and the changes that it's making in the lives of families. It's just the coolest thing. I've used these practices for the last decade. They work. Um, And sometimes it's just awesome to take a minute to talk with parents about what we've used, what we've found, and um, have them go try that week. Uh, We infuse some mindfulness and self-care practices as well um, and hold each other accountable to take care of ourselves as well as we are wanting to be our best for our family, our kids. So hope to see you there. Uh, Share this with someone you know, pass it along, um, and uh, can't wait to see you. That'll be starting the first week of March. Uh, for six weeks into uh, the first week of April there. Hope to see you. Barbara Saban has been practicing holistic modalities for over 35 years. She's a certified clinical and medical hypnotherapist, Reiki master and teacher, energy healing specialist, life coach, and best-selling author of Gentle Energy Touch, The Beginner's Guide to Hands-On Healing. Barbara recently launched her own podcast show called the Spiritual Warrior Coach Podcast, which focuses on reclaiming your energy, power, and your authentic voice. Barbara, welcome to Momnificent. Oh, thank you so much. It's my honor to be here with you, believe me. (laughs) And Barbara, where are you joining us um, on this episode for tonight? Where are you joining us from? From sunny, well, today it's not so sunny, California. <laughs> California, and I'm here on the East Coast, and you had all, well, we did have sun today, so it was a nice day. <laughs> it's a beautiful. It's a little chilly here today, but it's 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 beautiful. Every yeah. day, every day is beautiful. Let's put I've heard out. that about California. <laughs> I'm jealous. <laughs> I want to live. I want to live where there's palm trees. That's my favorite thing. Uh, well, I used to be an East Coaster and it was always cold. So I'm happy <laughs> yeah. to be here. Now you're making up for it. So Barbara, here's a fun question that I, I wanted to ask you before we get started. What's something you have done recently that maybe you haven't done in a while that has just brought you such great joy? Believe it or not, doing my podcast. <laughs> I know. I mean, besides all my grandchildren, which that's forever. I love them with all my heart. And so, um, and besides my clients and everything else that I do, 
Right. For the past three years, believe it or not, I've been wanting to do a podcast. For three years? Yes. And I had no one that really can help me. And then I was on a radio show and it just so happened, her name was Christine Blasdale, that she taught people how to do their own podcast. And so after the interview, I had said to her, you know, she said, well, it'll take some time. And I understood that because I have to be patient with myself. I need to learn. Um, we, she began teaching me and I had made a promise to myself that before the age of 73, which I just turned 73 this September, I would have at least, at least 10 or 12 up and running shows. And that has given, you have no idea how much joy that has given to me. <laughs> and and the, the, the funny part of it is that I, I, you know, when I decided, all right, I'm going to do this, I sat in this chair and I said, all right, God, um, I, I, I don't want to name it Motivate Your Life because that's the name of my, my website. And all of a sudden I was given a spiritual warrior coach oh my and I and I said to them, you know, them up there, uh, probably it's taken already. I don't think that it'll be available. And so I heard, just look. And so I went mm -hmm. on the internet, typed in the Spiritual Warrior Coach podcast, and lo and behold, it was available. And not just the podcast was available, but the .com and the .net was Amazing. Available. And that can be so hard. Oh, I know. I, I know. Just listen. But uh, that that right now has given me so much joy because I'm meeting so many wonderful people like yourself oh, that uh, all over the United States. And it, it's such a beautiful, fulfilling feeling, I want to say. I couldn't agree with you more. And I love it. And I love that story. And ever since I heard it, I was like, you go, Barbara. You are awesome. Look at you. Look what you did. Oh, so fun. Okay. So Barbara, I'd love you to tell us, tell me, tell our listeners about your beloved grandmother and your experience growing up with her. And what was her name again? Jenny. Her name was Grandma Jenny. And what a lot of people actually do not know is Grandma Jenny was born September 3rd. My mom was born September 3rd, and I am born September 3rd. Oh, my gosh. Get three out. Gen yes. Three That's amazing. Wow. I don't think I've ever heard of that with someone. No, it's incredible. And it's all Labor Day, by the way. So That's know. amazing. And um, I know you're going to tell us more of the story, but I think it's unique for where, where they both grew up or where they were both born, because wasn't it? She, my, yeah, well, my mother was born here in the United States, but my grandma was born in, in Istanbul in Turkey. And then the, she came here. Yes. That's so fascinating. It's, it's incredible when I think about it. And my grandson missed me by three days and I said, all right, but you can have your own day. But, uh, <laughs> wow, that is so, that's so wild. So, yeah. So the three of us were all born the same, uh, same day and we celebrated up to 18 years until she passed. So, you know, growing up, my, my grandma was a healer. Grandma Jenny was a healer. And uh, she would always do like clearing on me and healing. And I always thought that she had some magical powers because I would always feel tingling in my body and sensations. But however, myself as a child, I was always able to hear spirit, 
sense, feel, talk to spirit. I had tons of imaginary friends. And my mom would come in the room and tell me, who are you talking to? Don't you see? They're all here. So I was able to see, you know, spirit and, and talk and feel and everything else. And uh, my grandma, as I mentioned, would always do healing on me and would, she would call me Babacita, by the way. And she would say, Babacita, this is about keeping you, your energy clear. It's about uh, having you be healthy and not have those, you know, crazy, she'd call them crazy making thoughts in your head. And every now and then I would, I'd have a negative thought and she would say, no, take that thought. It's, you know, whether it's your thought or someone else's thought, take it away from your head, throw it on the ground, stomp on it, but send it down to mother earth with love and light and healing because it needed to be recycled into positive. And it was amazing how, uh, the healing was always there. And, and then my sister came in, into view four years later and she would still do healing on us. And we would beg her many times, please grandma, don't do healing on us anymore. And she would say, why? Well, it's because we wanted to be sick so we can stay home from school. And that never, <laughs> never worked. She'd always continue. And let me tell you, we were very, very healthy. And it, it amazed me that whatever she was doing worked. And as I said, we thought she had those magical powers, but it wasn't. She would always, she would stand up and, and ask for God's healing and, and just clear us. And then she put her hands on our shoulders and we, and both, you know, my sister and I, you know, once, once she started experiencing the healing, she would look at me and say, what is that? Yeah, it was all this tingling stuff going on. So it, it was it, it was a beautiful thing, even though we didn't really know what she was doing. And, and even though her and I had something very, uh, actually, we had something very special together because she knew that I had uh, intuitive abilities and was able to see and hear things. And she would always tell me, shh, you know, don't say anything because back in the, you know, 40s, 50s, 60s, um, they would think you're crazy. And she would always say, you know, Babacita, don't say anything because they'll put us both away in a psychiatric ward. And mm -hmm. then we'll never be able to see one another. So of course I would never say anything to anybody. But um, it was, uh, it was an, ex when I look back, now I know exactly what she was doing, you know, and, and I understand. Mm -hmm probably a long explanation. <laughs> no, no, no. I love that. I loved hearing that story. Was your mom um, as, as kind of touched by it as, as you were or from what you remember? No, my mom, uh, and it was her mom. Uh, she would always, you know, say to me, who are you talking to? Just stop this. It's your imagination. And I would say, no, but they're, they're really here. They, they're talking to me. And uh, she would always say, "Stop! just stop it. Just stop it, stop it, stop it. And then at one point, after a while, you start thinking, well, maybe it is my imagination. Maybe I am crazy. I, then I wasn't sh sure, even though my grandma would, would sit me down and say, no, you do see these things. These things are real, but not everybody understands. And uh, it was our secret. Wow. Wow. 
So you lost your grandmother before your high school graduation, and it was it had a real profound effect on you. Can you tell us about what, what happened then? Well, what happened was uh, it was about three or four weeks prior to my graduation. I had a very bad dream, and and then I now I realized that I was able to see in the future. Um, I had a dream that my grandma Jenny died. And it was a really devastating, horrible dream. And I saw her in the coffin with her wedding gown. And when I got up, I said, all right, no, this, this is just a bad dream. Just, you know, clear it out of your heads, throw it to the ground with love and light and healing because it's, it's a bad dream. And then two weeks later, it was about two o'clock in the morning when we get a call that grandma died. And it was just a few days before my high school graduation. And I was graduating with Mayor's Award and uh, I couldn't wait to see her face there because she'd be so proud. And I was completely devastated and not just devastated that she passed away, but I felt guilt and shame and anger because I thought I killed her because of the dream that I had. Wow. And it was, it was not that I killed her, of course, but or over the years, you know, I, I was, I grieved so for her that I, I actually couldn't get over it. And then I stopped believing in the healing. I told the spirits, leave me alone. Don't bother me anymore. Go away. I don't believe in you. I was angry with God because I felt not only did I kill her, but God took her from me. Right. And um, I was just completely, I, I grieved. I grieved all the time. And um, then of course, I then I got married at the age of 21. And of course, you know, I, I missed her even more. Uh, then um, had my children. And then because of the anger and the frustration and the guilt and the doubt and the shame, you name it, I had all of it. Mm -hmm. Because of, I, again, me killing, thinking I killed her, thinking God did it to her. I started getting extremely sick. I, my body broke down. I had chronic, chronic fatigue, raging migraines. Then I was diagnosed with rheumatoid arthritis and the doctor looked at me and I'll never forget it. He looked at me right in my eyes and he said, hmm, you know, you're going to be crippled just like your mom. And it was like, excuse me. Mm -mm. And then the thought from what my grandma would always tell me you know, take it, those negative thoughts and throw them to the ground. I left his office and I said, no, I'm not, I'm not going to listen to that. I, I refuse to listen to that. But again, the body was breaking down. And then my niece uh, just happened to see a flyer. Um, and at the time we lived now in Staten Island that uh, mentioned a Reiki circle, a healing circle. And who knew I didn't know nothing about Reiki. All I knew was energy healing. And she wasn't feeling well. And of course I was really out of sorts and trying to take care of two kids. Uh, we went to this uh, healing circle and I'm sitting there and the practitioners one by one, they're doing energy healing on us. And 
it felt like my grandma's, but it wasn't exactly like my grandma's. And all I could remember was just, just sitting there crying hysterically. And, and then at that moment, I realized, okay, I need to get back to this and figure out what issues and challenges that I am experiencing that is actually making me extremely sick. And then I got into the Reiki modality, uh, but then all the healing that my grandma would do on me, which was a different, it was more clearing. Uh, I finally got back into that, but I took all the Reiki, I took Reiki one, Reiki two, I became a Reiki master. And then eventually I became a teacher. I learned pranic healing. I learned healing touch. I now threw myself into the healing modalities and realized that it wasn't my dream that killed my grandma. It was something that I was able to see in the future. It's a premonition. Exactly. And so I think God was preparing me for that, even though I took it the wrong way. And then I realized, well, my grandma, you know, it was, it was her time to pass. And when the soul is ready to leave, you, there's nothing you can do about it. And um, I started then getting back, as I mentioned, to the healing. I forgave my grandma for dying. I forgave me for being so upset that she died. Then I started forgiving God. I forgave God because I knew it wasn't him that took her. It was her time. And as I started forgiving, I actually began to heal because I realized that the migraines and the chronic fatigue, uh, the arthritis was all these issues that I was holding on to within my body. I, I call them now issues in your tissues. So it's things. <laughs> right. No, that's true. That's it. It is. It's that real. It has that, oh, it has that like, actual physical, like that's what we experience physically. Oh yeah. Because see what happened with me is I broke down spiritually. I broke down emotion mentally. Then I broke down emotionally. And then my physical body was last to break down. So now I had to heal my physical, my mental, emotional, and my spiritual. And it did take, it did, did take a while for me to understand a lot of things that spiritually I was going through. But when I finally understood, I said, all right, I am getting back into this and I don't care what anyone feels or thinks about me. This is who I am. And if you do not accept me for who I am, well, that's not my problem. That's yours. <laughs> and um, here I am today, you know, so many years later. Helping so many others. Mm -hmm. So when you say the, the clearing, how, how would you explain that to someone who's like, what is she talking about? What does she mean by clearing? It's hard. You know, we... We pick up energies from other people, places, and things. Some energies are really good. Some energies are not so good. And unfortunately, it is the, the, the heavy energies and not so good energies that it like it's static cling up, you know, it sticks to us. And then what happens over time, the body starts to break down because we're not getting rid of those energies from our body. And 
when I mentioned clearing, what, you know, what I was taught by my grandma was just to ask God to help clear our energy body. And in a sweeping motion downward, it actually would clear those um, energies that are not yours from you. I know it's, it's very hard to describe. <laughs> um, it's clearing our aura. You know, our, our, uh, we have an aura that keeps us actually, you know, to the grounded. Otherwise, we'd be floating all over the place. So, you know, it's the, the outer portion of our being. And so when we clear ourselves, whether you see a Reiki master or a Reiki practitioner or an energy healer, that person can clear those heavy energies that are not yours. Mm-hmm. And then you feel much lighter you have more focus and concentration and there is less of a chance of you getting some type of an illness. Mm. So clearing is, you know, and, and also clearing can be done with mindfulness. We, we can very much, cause that's what I used to do also. I used to sit in a chair and just, um, you know, do some breathing techniques and then visualize, you know, and, and I use the word God without any religion associated with it, because this is not about religion. This is of the spiritual essence. So I would ask God to uh, bring down his healing light and to clear my body and th- then to send any energies that do not serve me purpose down to Mother Earth with love and light and healing, because those energies need to be recycled into positive and healing. Do you think kids are more... Um, aware, sensitive, maybe at a younger age, you're kind of more conscious of this. If, if, if maybe somebody tells you about it or, or not, then, then as you get older, what are your thoughts on that? Kids are very, very in tune uh, because the reason for that is they don't have all that negative outside interference on them right now. So um, a child that says they're playing with imaginary friends or if all of a sudden they, they hear voiceless voices speaking to them, it's real. And uh, I see so many children. And the thing is the parents bring them in saying, oh, my kid, he's saying he sees my father who died 15 years ago and blah, 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 and all these things. And is it real? Yes, it's real because that child's energy is still pure. It's it's filled with love. It's filled with kindness and compassion. Not that as we start, you know, getting older, all of a sudden, hopefully it doesn't change, but for some of us, it does change. And so uh, when the parents and, and the child will say to the mom, you know, please don't take me to a doctor because, you know, I this is real. I'm truly seeing these things. And so they'll take them to an energy healer And then I explained to the mother, well, it's because the child is seeing this and it's not that the child um, is making this up in any way or that you think the child has mental illness or something is wrong. The child is truly seeing spirit. And a lot of parents, they do not realize it. And for myself growing up, as a child who was able to see and feel and hear and everything sense, children do see these things. It's not their imagination. And, and the thing with some, with some children, um, if it can cause anxiety with, with some of them. 
Really? How? In what way? How does that work? Well, say if a child, you know, the child is very, uh, very sensitive. Okay. Uh, I call them uh, empaths. I don't know if you ever heard the word. Okay. Empath. You know, an empath is someone that, that um, people bring their troubles to um, uh, people go to them, you know, to, um, Oh, what's the word I'm looking for? You know, they bring their troubles to them, yeah. but they also the um, um, they're very sensitive, um, and they, they take they take on almost take what on. the other person is going through, right? And that that's why the other person goes to them because they feel better after talking to them, right? That person feels better, but the person listening does not because they're picking all up all that yeah. energy. You know, an empath will walk into the mall or a place where it's very crowded and all of a sudden feel very <clears throat> jittery and nervous and anxious. And uh, children, I know I went through this with my grandchildren. They very small, very good in school. But when they would go into the school, they would get nervous and filled with anxiety and they couldn't they felt that they couldn't breathe, but they were able to breathe and everything is because they were picking up all these other energies from all these other kids. So what does a parent do in that situation? Well, uh, whatever you do is do not put them on medication because then you, you'll just take all that intuitive abilities away from them. I feel they should seek out someone who can help them a holistic maybe practitioner, an energy healer, someone that understands what that child is going through. Not, I don't want to get in trouble here, but not really a psychiatrist because a psychiatrist will just give them medication instead of finding the root cause. The thing is when you take them to a healer, the healer, a good healer um, will be able to find the root cause of why that child is feeling that way. Hmm. And in nine times out of 10, it's because that child is picking up energies from other children. Wow. So what, now that you have the ear of parents listening on this podcast, what is your most important message you, you want to share with them? Oh, I'd have to say to listen. To listen, yeah, to, uh, um, to be more encouraging, uh, to support them, to not make fun of them, you know, not tell them that they're crazy and it's your imagination because it's not. It really and, is not. Uh, and maybe ask those open-ended questions. Maybe if right. it's something that is a little different, I'll speak if it was, if it's different for me to hear that if my kid or one of my students was saying that instead of maybe changing the subject or, or, or just, just kind of not addressing it, maybe just have a, a curious mind, even if we don't have all the answers or we don't fully understand it. Yeah, definitely a curious mind, you know, listen to the child because that child in nine times out of 10, that child is not making it up. That child sees things. It's hearing things. I, someone brought a, their, their 12 year old to me and she was like, just with her wits end already. She says, he's making up all these stories and, and everything. And, and she brought him to a lot of doctors. He, he was complaining of pain in his arm. And all the doctors said there was nothing wrong with his arm. And when I did energy healing on him and he said to his mom, now, now this is like amazing here. 
Now, I didn't know what he said, but he told her that he was in the Civil War and that he got shot in the arm. And of course, she did not believe him because, I mean, it's a little, you know, far-fetched. And so someone had mentioned for her to bring him to me, which she did. And when I did healing and clearing on him, I actually saw a vision of him getting shot in the arm. And so I asked the police, you know, I asked my angels, spirit guides, loved ones to please clear that from him. And then I called her back in and he looked at me and he said to me, you know, don't you? Just like that. And I said, Shh, don't say a word. Let your mom come in. And on the count of three, we'll both say what we feel. And we both said exactly the same words that I, I saw him in the Civil War and he got shot in the arm. And so there was nothing wrong with him. It was a, a past life that just needed to be cleared. And that's another whole scenario. I'm sorry to get into all this, but that's amazing. Yeah, we need to believe them. We, we need to listen, listen we carefully. Do. We and, do, and, don't we? And ask some questions. And it reminds me, I had a Dr. Gloria Gold on her on a previous podcast, a pediatrician, and she said, you know what, Karen, behind every behavior, there's a story. And I was like, wow, that is so true. And I know at school, sometimes we get so busy because we got to get to the next subject. It's recess, it's lunch, we're going, going 100 miles an hour. You know, the teachers have 20 other kids. It's hard to stop and hear the story. And so um, anyway, I, I could... I could share stories about that, but I, that just so stuck with me because it's so easy to just go on or just pass it up or, or keep going. And well, I don't Okay. Whatever. Cause maybe we don't understand what, 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 what might be really going on. Yeah. A lot of children are very psychic. A lot of children are very intuitive. A lot, a lot of children feel like, like I myself never felt like I belonged. I knew I was different. And I was bullied a lot in school for it. And I would always come home and tell my mom, I'm bullied again and, and I don't belong. And, and she would tell me, just fight back. Just, you know, if they hit you or push you, fight back. But in my heart, I didn't want to hurt them. Right. So I was trying to help, not hurt. Mm-hmm. So a lot of kids are this way. And, and I feel... You know, some parents sometimes say, oh, you're too sensitive, or um, I'm sure you, you've heard that a lot. Because yeah. yeah. my mom used to tell me, you're too sensitive, you know, what's yes. the matter with you? <laughs> you know? Yeah, I know but I'm I, thicker skin. Yeah, but I was- Late in life. Yeah, I, I was, you know, empathetic. I was sensitive. I was more of a caring, loving, understanding rather than, you know, punishing you back because you bullied me. Right. So yeah, it's challenging. It's challenging for the children. So how can I protect my energy? I walk into job every day. You know, I'll speak for people who like me, we go to work every day, you give 110% and and you just like can easily just at the end of the day feel completely wiped out. Is there some tip or trick to helping us not get drained of, of all of our energy? I, you know, again, I'm going to use the word God without a religion, you know, any religion associated with it. Um, I always tell my grandkids, my students that I teach, um, clients to step into a bubble of protective light 
before going into wherever you're going into. And then there's some prayers that you can also uh, say. My favorite one is the light of God surrounds me. The love of God enfolds me. The power of God protects me. The presence of God watches over me. And wherever I am, God is always with me. Amen. So I always say a prayer of protection because it's the light, the love, it's the presence that I feel without a doubt now, there has to be no doubt that your energy is protected. And again, I have students that tell me, oh, before I go into the class, I put, I step into that bubble of protective light. And then I imagine somebody running towards me and bouncing off the bubble of light. <laughs> I love that. And it works. <laughs> I love that. Are there any... Are there any other energy protection techniques that you want to leave us with? Yeah, well, you can also, uh, clear quartz crystals are very protective. Uh, crystals, um, clear quartz, obsidian, uh, amethyst, a lot of those crystals, once you clear them, you can actually uh, put in your pocket and they do protect you from other people's energies. And the thing is to to really know, trust, and truly believe that you are protected. And that, um, of course, we need to set boundaries. If you set boundaries, and if you cut off somebody that is draining you, uh, you won't get as drained. You know, I always say no is a complete sentence. But uh, <laughs> maybe, maybe but you're right. And, it, and it's easier said than done. But I, yeah, I, I do appreciate that you yeah. bring that up. I, I always... Uh, say, I only have so much energy in one day. And mm -hmm. so in the moment, I'm like, I'm not going to waste it on that. Either I don't know the answer or the resolve or the worry. Right. It, you know, a lot of times we worry about things and they don't happen. <laughs> so I, 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 I will frequently remind myself of that. Um, what are affirmations and what's so important about them? Can you give us an example? Oh, you know, affirmations... Uh Again, some people tell me affirmations. What am I going to always repeat the same thing over and over? But, you know, our minds are very powerful tools. The subconscious mind does not know what is real or not real. So when you feed it a negative thought, it then shoots it out to the physical conscious mind, and then it thinks it's real. If you give it a good thought, it'll think that's real. So affirmations are just positive statements. Um, I would say an example Say when you get up in the morning, instead of saying, oh God, another day, why? what's going to happen is you're going to start that day on a, a negative note. So, you know, maybe get up and say, I'm filled with energy. I'm, I'm happy. I thank you for allowing my eyes to open. I am able to get out of bed. Uh, today is a great day. I truly believe in myself. Um, I am unique. I am special. I am free to be me. And so I shall be. <laughs> so, you know, affirmations are just positive statements. And it's so important that we teach that child to think positive about themselves. I always tell my clients, whatever you do, you don't want, you do not want to tell your child, oh, you're stupid, you're fat, you're ugly, you're this or that. Because what you're doing is you're planting a little, little seed in their head. And then as they start getting older, that seed starts sprouting 
a little larger. And then they may believe, well, I am stupid. I am ugly. I am this. I am that. And the word I am is extremely powerful. So it's important to say, you know, I am beautiful. I am confident in my abilities. I believe in myself. I trust myself. Things like that, because then the body feels it and then it'll react that way. So good. And I've heard people talk about a vision board and I would love if you have any thoughts on what that is, or if someone's listening and they've never heard it, maybe you can share with us more about that. And if you've ever used one. Well, yes, I have actually my vision board actually got me my job at the Four Seasons Hotel. (laughs) Oh, how is that? How did that happen? We moved here 17 years ago and uh, I went to one of the um, networking uh, events and a gal I met said, oh, they're building a Four Seasons Hotel and within the hotel will be they're building a wellness uh, center. And I said, ah, so I passed by, I saw them building it. I went home, I bought a big uh, cardboard, uh, whatever those things are, you know, board. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I found pictures of a Four Seasons Hotel. I I put, you know, wellness center. I took a picture of me doing healing. I put that on the board. I put a whole bunch of very positive pictures. And every day I will look at it and say, all right, I'm envisioning this happening. If this is meant to be, because this is what I want for me, this will happen. And then I would every now and then change up the pictures a little bit. I would actually, I had my husband take a picture of me driving, getting in my car. And I would say, I'm driving to the Four Seasons Hotel. So that's what a vision board is all about. It's you singing what you want for yourself. And so then after looking at this vision board for over a year, mind you, um, they then called for interviews and he interviewed a a total of 130 people, I swear to you. And I was about the 100th person that actually went in and he just couldn't find the right person. And I, uh, you know, at the time I had a lot of I did a lot of volunteer work for 9-11 and because uh, I was so grateful my, my husband and son came home. So I, I volunteered for 9-11. I volunteered for hospice and cancer and HIV and AIDS. I did meditation for 350 uh, teenagers so that they can feel uh, safe after 9-11. And so, you know, a lot of this I put on my vision board also. And so my interview, um, which went very well, I remember, you know, being from Brooklyn, you're not afraid of anything, really. (laughs) I got up and I said to, you know, Dr. Tan, I says, you, you should hire me. And he looked at me and he said, well, why would I hire you? I said, because I will always come from love and compassion and understanding. And he looked at me and smiled. And I, I swear to you, he said to me, I shouldn't tell you this, but you are my number one. But I still have 30 more people to uh, interview. And I said to him, that's fine. I said, just, you know, call me when, when you know the answer. I said, but I'd like you to know, I actually did a vision board and saw me working here and, and felt the energy of it. And so he smiled. And then I, I walked away and two weeks later I get a call and it's Dr. Tan. He says to me, I know, you know, I told you that you were my number one and I really don't know how to tell you this. And I figured, all right, no expectations. What will be, will be. 
he pauses and then he said to me, so can you start tomorrow? Wow. And I actually got my, that job. Wow. I mean, what you feel and believe if it's meant to be and happen for you, it's going to be, you know, we have to, of of course, you you don't want to put an expectation to it because if that, it, it may not be the right timing or it may not be the right job, but just to envision and feel, mm-hmm. well, if this is a good possibility, this is what I would like for myself. Wow. That's beautiful. And I what? worked there for 13 years and then 13? left and um, started my own business. Wow, that's beautiful. That's inspiring. Thank you for sharing that. And that's something we can even teach our kids. Mm-hmm. Yes. I made, I made, I made my grandkids do vision boards. Yeah. And when I took them out and uh, like two, three years later, they looked and, and Caden said to me, oh, I can't believe it. I said, I wanted to be on varsity basketball like three years ago. <laughs> Isn't that cool? like, yeah. So, yeah. you know, it, it may not happen at that time, That's you know, and point. Yeah, and, and change it every now and then because, of course, we change. But if you really believe in your heart that this is what you really want for yourself, just go for it. Yeah, go for it. Set those goals and go for it. Just like mm-hmm. I did with my podcast, I set it, you know, a goal and I went for it. And you did it. And here you are. Look at you. And I was on your show last week or two weeks ago yes. and had uh-huh. an absolute blast. And you're inspiring me. I'm inspired. Oh, I want to be like you when I grow up. <laughs> yes i mean well, look at you I, and it's so much fun you're absolutely right it's one of the, it's one of the highlights of my entire week like like i told you i was driving home tonight i was like oh man it's monday and i feel like it's friday i'm, I'm already tired out but then i thought of you and our interview right now and i was like oh but this is gonna be fun i love barbara <laughs> i love you too <laughs> oh so barbara i i know i already said what's one thing you would leave but but to any listener um, what's something you can leave them on a note of encouragement, hope, and, and maybe just a word of inspiration and encouragement for them today? You know, I, I feel no matter who we are, we, we, we have to respect one another and we have to support each other and um, love unconditionally. And I know that's a tough one, but when we set conditions, it changes the energy of it. You know, just like a, a, a dog loves us un- unconditionally, we need to love the same way. This shouldn't really be conditions. Like if I do this for you, I'll love you if you do this for me. So I would say, you know, encourage, love, support, be kind, respect each other and, um, and to listen because we all have a story and don't be judgmental. Whatever you do, do not be judgmental because I always say shame, shame on you to be judgmental because we all have our own stuff. You need to listen and understand what, what is going on in that person's life. We do. We all have something we're going through. It might not be something difficult today, but it's life and we all hit those bumps in the road. And it's amazing. You never know what someone's going through behind, you know, when you walk by someone, hey, how are you? Fine. Good. You know, we're so easy to say that, but but we never really know what's really going behind. I think somebody said once, you don't owe anybody anything but love. Like I am literally indebted to everyone. And what's that debt? That I can never repay them enough of love. 
So love. And, and, and they've got stuff going on that is life as it is. Why do, why do they need one more person thinking ill of them to add to that? We all have those parts of life and moments and times in our life that are difficult and tough. So like, I, I love what you're leaving us with. Yeah. Just love unconditionally. Love unconditionally. Just love. Okay, that's, that's, love and listen. Yes. Love and listen. <laughs> Thank you, Barbara. Thanks for inspiring us today. Thanks for sharing with us your story. I, I just, I just love listening to it. Um, and I know, um, what you've said has encouraged me today. So thanks for taking the time to share a little bit about yourself that can help inspire me and anybody who was listening. Thank you. Oh, thank you for, for inviting me on your show. I truly appreciate it. Well, that's all we've got for this episode of the Momnificent Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, I would be honored if you would subscribe and rate if you really liked it. I know wherever you're listening right now, it might not be the best time to leave a comment, but feel free to leave a question, a review, or a comment at any time. And until next time, remember, don't worry, be happy.